from the day that God told Abram to leave his father's house to, the, to this very day, August the 13th, 2023, God has been amazingly and consistently faithful to Israel and us. And from the moment we were created in our mother's wombs, God's been faithful. There's not a person here that God has not been faithful to you. May not have gone the way you wanted it to. Maybe there are a few hiccups here, there, and yonder. But God's been faithful. And I am a testimony. God's been faithful. And I praise him. I praise him. Some of the greatest words about God's faithfulness are found in a book that was written during some of Israel's darkest days. The book of Lamentations. It's not one of those that on Sunday afternoon you think you just take a little reading. It's not something you'll pull up the book of Lamentations, I'll assure you. Most people have not even read the book of Lamentations, even though it's only five chapters. I'm telling you, it can absolutely floor you if you were to read it right now. You would think, as I did when I read it, I thought, after the Lord, I had not read it until the Lord gave the message. <laughs> and then I thought, I think I'll read the book of Lamentations. <laughs> and I went back and read, I mean, I'd read it years ago, and read the book. I almost, I thought I was going to cry. And I'm not a crier. I mean, you know, nothing wrong with being a crier. I just happen not really basically to be one. And I, I really thought I was going to be a puddle in my chair as I read that book. I thought I was reading about the United States. Let me put it this way. I knew I was. It was one of the saddest moments. It gripped me as I read it. And I thought, oh, this is something else. Let me tell you about it. The year 586 B.C., before the birth of the Lord, means nothing to us. But to the Jews of that time, it meant everything. It was their September the 11th. For in the year 586 B.C., Jeremiah was overseeing the death of his nation and watching the funeral of a city, his city, Jerusalem. Israel had just been conquered as the Babylonians swarmed across the land, burning, destroying Jerusalem and everything else beyond Jerusalem. Thousands were dying in the streets of Jerusalem as Jeremiah watched and wept. He was like a wartime correspondent that the Lord said, watch this and report it. There was no food. There was no water. Disease was everywhere. The temple had been destroyed. Solomon's temple built by the hand and the direction of Almighty God and His glory 
fill the place. It had been destroyed. And the situation was so utterly desperate that parents even began to eat their own children for survival. If you've read Lamentations before, you know it's bad. I mean, it's really bad. And the more you read, the worse it gets. Until suddenly, you come to the middle of chapter 3. And it's as if a flickering light appears out of nowhere in Lamentations 3. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. This is in the middle of Jeremiah reporting. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. And it is good for people to submit at an early age to the yoke of his discipline. Let them sit alone in silence beneath the Lord's demands. Let them lie face down in the dust, for there may be hope at last. Let them turn the other cheek to those who strike them and accept the insults of their enemies. For no one is abandoned by the Lord forever. So in the midst of this extensive devastation, how did Jeremiah have the conviction to utter such a profound declaration? I tell you how he did it. Because Jeremiah understood the faithfulness of God. Amen. I said understood it. Understood it. On the darkest days and the most dangerous of times, the rock, which is Christ, is the source of mine and your stability. When everything seems uncertain and the world system is teetering on collapse, which is where we are, Amen. there are still rock-solid certainties for those who believe, unchangeable certainties. And Jeremiah knew about them that he would hold on to. I'm going to give you three of them. Number one, there's always mercy in the middle of the mess. Amen. Write that on the tablet of your heart. There's always mercy in the middle of the mess. What did Jeremiah say? His mercies never cease. Jeremiah chose to see through the smoke of a burning city, the one he loved, <laughs> that God's mercy did not leave him because the prophet knew God is faithful. Amen. Have you settled that? If you haven't, you better. You can't be wishy-washy about the faithfulness of God. You got to settle it. I may, not, I may not understand. I, I might can't handle it. I might can't shape it and make it do right. But I do know this. My God is faithful. I've settled that. Please hear me, church. Settle it. 
God is faithful. But Jeremiah's looking at all of this. And then he says, he doesn't focus on it. God is faithful because we're not completely wiped out. There's some of us still standing. Amazing. My friend, that's faith talking. <laughs> faith always finds a bright spot in the midst of the darkness. Always. You know, hasn't God been faithful to you when you were in a mess? If everybody in here didn't say yes, shame on you. <laughs> and he'll be faithful when you get in the next mess, too. Yes. Don't act like you're a mess proof. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, so. so, number two. God will always provide all that you need. Verse 23 says, they're new. His mercies are new every morning. Wow. What's new? God's faithfulness, his compassion, his mercies. He will never give you stale blessings from last month or last year. God is a now God. Yet as bad as it was in Jerusalem that day, Jeremiah saw past the destruction and held on to the faithfulness of God. Thank God's trying to tell us something. I hope you're hearing the message. Are we persuaded that whatever we need, whatever requirement we have, that God will match it with his resources from heaven? Amen. He'll do it. Yes. Are we persuaded that in difficult times, our Father will have a fresh supply of grace and compassion toward, toward us every single morning? Yes, yes he will. If there ever was a faith declaration, Jeremiah declared it. When the prophet cried out, his blessings are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. When he said all that, Jerusalem was still burning. Children were still crying. The massacred was still bleeding in the streets. Awful things. And he said, his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Yet Jeremiah declares not what he sees. This is the key. He, decla he declares not what he sees, but what he knows about God. Yes. He may not have seen anything that looked like God was faithful, but he knew God was faithful. Yes. I hope you're listening. Yes. We're going to need to know these things. God is faithful. In one of his letters, Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. He can't deny who he is. It's who he is. He's faithful. Number three, delays do not always mean God's denial. Look at verses 25 and 26 of chapter three. The Lord is good to those who depend on him to those who search for him, so it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. Now, if you notice this, what, you, what we just read, two words show up five times, hope and wait. Those are the words of a disciple anticipating an answer from the Lord. Those are the words of a believer who thinks, this is bad, but we're not done yet. 
It's not over yet, and therefore I will wait and I will hope because I know my God is faithful. The faithfulness of God is one, is grounded in the character of God. It's demonstrated, number two, in the Son of God, and it's honored in the people of God. Is it impossible? I mean, it is impossible for God to be unreliable or untrue. God can't un-God himself. He's God. Since he's God, he's always faithful. It is who he is. How will your needs be met by the faithfulness of God? How will you complete your race to the finish line? By the faithfulness of God. How will you go up in the rapture? By the faithfulness of God. Knowing his faithfulness should make us joyful in a gloomy world. Patient in an impatient world. And faithful in an unfaithful world. We need to ask ourselves, how faithful am I? 50%, 40%, 60%, 75%, 100% of the time. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, Now a person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful. Faithfulness means being reliable, responsible, and trustworthy. Faithfulness means you can be trusted to keep your word and to do what you promised. We know that without him we can do nothing, but the Bible tells us that in Philippians 1.6. For I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus comes to get us. He's faithful, church. He'll do it. And he asks of us, all he asks is that you be obedient to his plan for your life. Just be faithful to what he's called you to do. Embrace the faithfulness of God. He will never leave you. He will not forsake you. Why do we need to fear the times in which we live? We don't. We don't need to fear persecution or hardships. God is greater than every bit of that. God is faithful. Amen.